The new year is coming and it's time to set your health and fitness goals for 2023. Maybe you started your journey this past year, or maybe you're looking to make 2023 the year you get the results you've always dreamed of. And if you are, I want to help you. I've been a health and fitness coach for almost a decade now. I've helped thousands of people off and online get in the shape of their life and drop the kilos they've been wanting to shed for years. I've helped people transform their bodies, their health, and their minds. And most importantly, I've shown them how they can maintain this on a long-term basis. As your coach, I take care of everything within your health and fitness journey, your training, your nutrition, your cardio, supplementation, etc. But I also look at your journey from a holistic perspective and address your stress, your sleep, your mindset, and ensure you have everything you need to achieve your results. If you're ready to make this the year you get the results you truly want, fill in the application form in the description below. It'll only take you two minutes and I'll be in touch for us to book in a call so we can plan out your journey and put some clear goals in place. If you have any questions about the coaching, feel free to email me or DM me on Instagram, which is at Elliot Hassoon. I'm excited to hear from you and excited to help you transform your body, health, and mind in 2023. Hello team, and welcome back to episode 317 of the Simply Fit podcast. Today's episode is in line with the current tradition that we have on this show, which is where I go through my top learnings that I came across in the last year when it comes to health and fitness. It amazes me that my personal journey has spanned way over a decade now. My professional career is around a decade as well, and yet I'm learning things every single year when it comes to health and fitness, and 2022 has been no different in that sense. So today, what I want to do is go through my reflections on the past year, go through some of the insights, the revelations and learnings that I've had over the past 12 months and share them with you in the hope that they help you. Maybe you can resonate with some of them and maybe you can open your mind up to some of the learnings I have and they will hopefully help you on your fitness journey as well. So let's get into it. All right, number one, and just to preface, these are in no particular order, but the first thing I learned in 2022 is that if you've built a good foundation with your health and fitness, you can remain in an amazing place with your health and your body composition by doing very little. 2022 has been the year that I have trained the least in my life since starting my health and fitness journey. 2022 has also been the year that I've been the most flexible with my nutrition for many, many years. There's been weeks where I've trained maybe four times, which is typical, but there's been weeks where I've trained three times, two times, one time, or not even any times at all. And this is typically unheard of for me, but this year that has been the case. I've been prioritizing other things. I've been a little bit more flexible with things and I am still in an amazing place. And in the initial stages, I was like, thank you, body. You're doing very, very well here. You know, and I understand that I've not been as on point for maybe like three months or so, but I know that I need to get back to doing things, but it's been another six months and it's been across the course of nine months this year and my body is still in a fantastic place. And it's not to say that I haven't trained whatsoever. I've just kind of eaten junk food all day, every day, but comparatively to what I've been doing in the previous years, if someone told me beforehand, you know, you're going to be doing the least amount of training and you're not going to be eating quite as 
as well as you used to, what would your body composition and health look like? And I'd be like, well, it's not going to be great at all. However, it's been quite the opposite and it has surprised me massively. So my reflection of this is that firstly, I realized that I love training. And even though I've done a little bit less of it this year, it's not something that I've been happy to take away from my routine. It's been times where it's been convenient, but at the same time, I've always wanted to get back to it. Not because I need to, but because I want to. So that was a nice learning in itself. So that's another bonus one for you as well, is that if you take a significant amount of time off training and you have a desire to go back to it, not because you want to get in shape or anything like that, again, that might be a part of it for sure, a small part of it, but just because you want to, that's always a great feeling. But genuinely, I was very, very pleased to see the results. And it just goes to show that really it comes down to the foundation that you've built and a couple of other things, which I'm going to go into in just a moment. But that's what I tell people all the time is that if you want to be in a good place of your body composition and health, quite often it comes down to just going through this super dedicated period, getting yourself to that goal, getting the learnings, learning how to maintain it. And then from there, it takes little effort in order to maintain that on a long-term basis. And I think that's the same for everyone. Of course, if you put in a longer period of time, then it's going to be easier. I put in years and years into my training and nutrition, but I've also got other clients who have only put in like a year of dedicated efforts and they're still reaping the rewards by just doing a few push-ups now and again and keeping some good nutritional practices in place. So what I want us to take away from this learning is that if you build that foundation, if you put a lot of effort into your health well-being, be enthusiastic about the fact that it won't take that much to maintain your health and your body composition on a long-term basis. However, the key is to make sure that you've built that foundation first. And another aspect of this brings me on to learning number two, which is small daily habits go a long way to supporting your health and fitness. As I mentioned to you earlier, if you asked me what the state of my health and well-being would be like on the premise that I wasn't training as much, my nutrition wasn't as focused, I was having more regular late nights than I have in the past few years, I would not expect to be in a good place with either my health or body composition. Yet, once I realized that I was doing exactly that and my body wasn't going anywhere, I started to think about why this was. One aspect, of course, was the foundation as we've discussed, but the other is the small things that I do on a day-to-day basis that seem to be somewhat second nature to me now, but actually make that enormous difference. And I wanted to go through some of the things that have stood the test of time over this past year that I really don't have to think about and are just consistently implemented. The first one with without fail is starting each day by drinking around 500 milliliters to one liter of water. I do that every single day, no matter where I am in the world, no matter what the circumstances are. The second is starting my day by drinking coffee for the first three or four hours or so and not rushing to opening up my eating window too soon. I'm not a huge fan of intermittent fasting, but I would say that I never usually consume too much food in the first few hours of the day. Next is starting my day with protein and more or less the same breakfast around 90% of the year. If you know me well, you know that's been a consistent theme of the past like five to ten years of my life. Next up is going to be getting protein in at certain points of the day if I feel low on this particular macro. Many trips to the supermarkets to get ham and turkey ham or protein shakes has definitely happened this past year. And the final one is keeping active in some way, shape or form, even if it's not the gym. And that's not too much to ask for. The majority of those are done in the morning. Actually, I didn't realize that when I first wrote these down. But those are the things I've kept in place and have made an enormous difference alongside me having that foundation. Number three, is a super meaningful one to me. Love 
and finding a partner who you're truly meant for can do wonders for your health and well-being. This was probably the biggest curveball of my year. I was not expecting to find the love of my life this year. I was expecting to have a super focused year when it came to my business, have a little bit more of a settled year, even though I was going to continue to travel. And then on March kind of 15th or 14th, before we made it official, everything changed for me. My life got tipped upside down in the best way possible. And I've spoken countless times about my wonderful and amazing future wife and girlfriend, Daniela, and she has made an enormous difference to my life. Before, I was definitely a happy individual. I was definitely someone who was very, very fulfilled. However, I lived my life with a lot of hard edges. And I think a lot of us know that, especially if you follow me on Instagram, you get an understanding of my lifestyle. Yet this year, I have opened myself up in an enormous way, and she has certainly had a large amount to do with that. And if I reflect on my life last year, like I said, I was in a good place. But I would say that there were times where I went through days and I wasn't laughing too much. I actually had to make myself watch stand-up comedy to ensure that I laughed from time to time. I was very kind of set with focusing on work and not doing much outside of that apart from personal development stuff and going to the gym, etc. And again, I enjoyed my life. I enjoyed what it offered me. However, I've opened my horizons so much this past year and I have so much more joy in my life, so much more happiness and true love that I can really, really count on on a day-to-day basis. And it's never something I've been able to experience before in my life. And if I'm honest, if you asked me last year, is that a priority of yours? I would have said no. And that's mainly down to the fact because I didn't know what this could mean to me. For me, the biggest success I was going to experience in my life was going to be from a professional standpoint. That's really, truly what I thought. And I never thought that a relationship would rank as high as that. But I am genuinely, unbelievably proud of what I've achieved within my relationship this year. I honestly think that one of the most meaningful things that ever happened to me is finding this girl who I love and I'm going to spend the rest of my life with. And it's made a profound difference to my health and well-being, both my mental health, my physical health, and just having a partner that I know supports me through absolutely everything. And it's made such a profound difference in a way that I never knew could be even possible. So thank you, Danny. I know you're probably not listening, but thank you so much for everything you've done for me this year. So on to the next, which is number four. You do not have to choose between enjoyment and your health and fitness goals when traveling or on holiday. They are not mutually exclusive. So many of you will know that I travel as part of my lifestyle. I go from country to country, spend a certain amount of time there. I work at the same time and I move on to the next country. I've been doing this since June 2020. And if you'd asked me about how I'd be able to manage my health and well-being, if I'm completely honest, I was very confident. I had no doubts. I know that food is accessible in other areas of the world in terms of the healthy foods that you need to access. I know that you can find a gym anywhere and I also know that you can go out and run anywhere. So I was fairly confident. But time has truly proven that this is possible. And even over the course of working with individuals on a longer term basis now, I've had so much success with clients who have gone on holidays, have had an amazing time, and have also stayed in line with their health and fitness goals. One that comes to my mind recently is a woman I worked with a few weeks in Asia and her weight did not move a bit. And if you ask her about the enjoyment that she got from that holiday, she will say it was not impacted whatsoever by trying to stay in line with her health and fitness goals. So it's proven to me over these past two and a half years that I've still been able to maintain things with minimal amount of effort, minimal amount of tracking, and also have had countless clients go on holidays this year and be able to do this. And I really do think it's a mindset shift. Of course, you want to go through having some strategies. I always send my clients like a holiday guide and get them to listen to one of the past podcasts where I go through how to prepare for your holiday, like where you should choose if you want to stay in line with your health and fitness goals, what you can do there, how you manage the flights on the way home, etc. So it's very, very comprehensive. So of course, strategy and education is important, but it's also a mindset thing. If you go in thinking, ah, the only way I can enjoy my holiday is if I let loose, 
you're probably going to end up having to do that because if you know no other way. However, if you open yourself up to say, okay, Mel, maybe I don't need to go crazy this time and let's see what happens, then you might be surprised. And I always say to people that, you know, it's not about going to the ends of the extreme and anything that's good at some point is not going to be good, especially when you have conflicting goals. If you have health and fitness goals, but you also want to eat pizza, that's totally fine. But you might find after two or three slices, you're like, great, I feel super satisfied and I'm also staying in line with my health and fitness goals. However, each slice you have after that, you're probably not feeling any better from a fulfillment standpoint. You're probably starting to feel a little bit lethargic, a little bit bloated, and then it's having an even bigger knock-on effect on the bigger term goals. So it's just about finding where that point is for you. On the holiday side of things, I always look at it as a bit of a scale. On one side of the scale, you've got someone who's super indulgent, super flexible. On the other side, you've got someone who's super, super disciplined. I'd say that neither of those sides, most of us fall into those camps. We find ourselves somewhere closer to the middle, but we might also find ourselves leaning to one end, slightly more towards flexible or slightly more towards discipline. And it's simply about finding where you are. And if you are on the more flexible side of things, but you're not super happy with the results that you're seeing, then maybe you need to pull yourself more to the discipline side, not completely, but just slightly more in that direction and vice versa as well. So that's what it comes down to. They are not mutually exclusive. It's just about having that shift in mindset and making sure that you've got the right strategies and education to go in and make the most of your time away. So on to the next, which is number five. And I kind of touched on this earlier as well, but it's really been proven to me this year. One committed phase of six months to a year can truly transform your life when it comes to your health and fitness. I would say this about just about anything to be completely honest. It's not just about health and fitness, but this one is so true to me. I look at all the people who got started with me on their health and fitness journey this time last year, compare them to where they are today, they are completely new versions of themselves and they are going to be able to sustain their results for the rest of their lives. They're going to continue to improve in their health and they're going to continue to improve in every single other area of their life because their health and their body composition is in such an amazing place. And it's not as if these people were in a great place with their health and well-being before. It's not as if they had all of these attempts which they succeeded at. They've come from a place where they weren't super happy. They came from a place where they had a few quote unquote failures within their previous health and fitness journeys, some successes as well, but mainly the reason why they weren't in the place they were is because they weren't able to get it to stick long term. And I look at them now with just an enormous sense of pride and think about, you know, that because they made that decision to start last year, because they decided to fill an application form, have that switch in mindset and say, this is the year I'm going to prioritize my health and well-being. That's the reason why they are where they are today. And it only took them six to 12 months. And you might think, okay, six to 12 months is quite a long time. But if you look at it in the grand scheme of your life and you remember what impact that has to you on a long-term basis, like literally these people are going to be living the impact of this past year and the efforts that they made for the remainder of their life in such a positive way. And if you think about it this way, in previous years, you might have put in three months into your journey, one or two months into your journey. But if you add it up, it's probably longer than six months to a year when you add it all up together. And it probably resulted in a lot of money and energy spent. However, these people, they decided to go for a super committed, dedicated, consistent phase. They weren't thinking, I'm going to be over with this by March. They were thinking about November, October, December, January, February of the following year. And they are in a completely different place now. And I couldn't be more proud of them. And I just can't wait for you to also experience the same once you make that decision for yourself. So something that has been truly emphasized is that one committed phase, and I'm talking about one committed phase, not in and out, but where you focus for the next six to 12 months on something that's very important to you. And
and your health and fitness specifically, if that's your goal, it will make a tremendous difference for the rest of your life. Number six is that your health goes beyond training and eating well. When was the last time you had a blood test? When was the last time you went to the dentist? When did you last take a sexual health test or even take your blood pressure? I think we get so consumed in the body weight side of things being an indicator of how we should feel about our health or maybe it's how we look in the mirror. And yes, they are great indicators and they're great reminders of where we are. If we're holding more body fat than we have in the past and our scale weight is much, much higher, then that definitely suggests something. However, what tends to happen is we go down that route, we start to improve our body composition, we're already holding a small amount of body fat and all of a sudden we think, everything's perfect, but we don't think about the bigger scope of our health and well-being. I mentioned this in a recent podcast of why we should value our health more, and we should be looking at these other things. Just because of we look good in the mirror and we're eating well and we're training regularly, it doesn't mean it's all sunshine and rainbows. I've definitely done this in the past, thinking because I train well, because I eat so well, and I sleep so well, and I hydrate, that I've got almost this superhero cape on when it comes to my health and well-being. But the reality is, is there's so many things that can happen to us or so many things we can overlook that can come out of nowhere and surprise us. So take that trip to the dentist, go to the doctors, get some checkups done and just make sure that not only your physical health and well-being is in a good place because you're going to the gym and eating well, but things under the hood are much well, both with your mental health, your physical health, your spiritual health. Just make sure you get as many tests as possible and you are looking after yourself from all ways, shapes and forms. Next up is number seven and it's been a big one for me and I have a feeling it's going to be a big one for you as well. So metrics matter. We know that. But if you're in a maintenance phase and you like where you currently are, you don't need to really track anything, to be completely honest. This year, I have probably weighed myself about three times. And the main times I've weighed myself is just to make sure that my suitcase also weighs around 20 to 23 kilos. I've not tracked my macros once with what I can remember. I've not weighed a gram of food and I lost my Apple watch and didn't have one for around six to seven months, which means I've had no idea of my steps for around six or seven months of this past year. And I have been able to remain, as I mentioned earlier, in a great place for my body composition and my health as well. So what I've realized this year is those things are simply tools, but they are not things that we need to use for the remainder of our life. If I was proactively looking to lose body fat or gain muscle, I probably would have kept an eye on these, but intuitively I've not paid attention to them whatsoever. And I feel like I'm in a great position on all fronts, which I want to share because so many of us feel like this is something we have to do for the remainder of our lives. But from my experience and others I've worked with, it's simply not. But realistically, I think that once you build that foundation, you'd be surprised at how much your intuition can guide you. Go through the learnings, go through the points where you are weighing yourselves for days on end, tracking your macros for days on end, because I did all of that. And that brings us back to the first point of building a solid foundation, not just within your body, but within your nutritional and training education. But once you have, let the reins go a little bit and see how you get on and you may just surprise yourself. And also don't think that if you have to go back to that, it's anything bad. Just think of them as tools. Occasionally you check a figure on a calculator and it doesn't mean that you have no mathematical knowledge. It just means you want to double check things. And we could always go back to them, but they don't have to be a constant theme of your life. The next is number eight, which is that there is no rush 
to be in certain phases of your fat loss, muscle building journeys, if you want to prioritize other areas in your life. I would say for the past two years or so, I've pretty much been in maintenance mode and I've loved every second of it. I did my 10, 12 years of constant fat loss phases, constant muscle building phases, and I'm now in a position in my life where I'm not super interested in going into anything super dedicated right now. I'm super open for that time coming, but I've been no rush for it to happen. And it also makes my journey a lot easier when I know that it's all process-based. The most important thing to me is that I eat well and I train regularly, I keep moving and I sleep well. And for me, as long as that keeps everything in place within my health and well-being, I'm able to be cognitively sharp, I'm able to show up in my life the way I want to, that's good enough for me. So I think a lot of us get tied to the idea that I must go out this fat loss phase or this muscle wouldn't go immediately. I have no time to spare and I must dive into it, even if many of the signs are pointing away from that. And don't get me wrong, if you're not in a good place with your body composition right now or your health and well-being, proactive actively prioritize doing it as soon as you possibly can. But if you're in a phase where you've gone through it and it's just about making improvements here or there, don't force it. Allow the time to come. Obviously still make efforts towards where you want to be, but they might just be small steps on a day-to-day basis. They don't have to be these giant leaps in order to push you towards that next level, especially if your life is leaning in a different direction. I think it's all about just broadening that scope, recognizing that for myself personally, and I hope for you as well, your health and fitness journey is going to remain over the course of the remainder of your life, you start to ease off a little bit. It doesn't matter whether you make this improvement in this next six months or six months in a couple of years time whilst you prioritize other things. As long as you've got that foundation in place, as long as you're not regressing, for me, that's progress in itself. So that's why I want to give you the freedom of today. If you're not in a good place with your health and well-being, prioritize that immediately. This is not permission to push that back. However, if you do the work and you're in an amazing place, don't be in a rush to have to take it to the next level immediately. Take your time. Think of your journey for the rest of your life versus the next five or 10 years, and you're going to be way more relaxed and you're going to be enjoying things a lot more. I definitely can speak from experience on that front. Number nine is that prioritizing your mindset and your mental well-being is probably going to be way more beneficial than finding the best diet plan or the scientifically backed training program. I mentioned this very recently on my three unpopular fitness opinions and I gave some brilliant examples in my opinion as well. I gave the example of the person who's not necessarily someone who doesn't want to train but they do really find it difficult to find the energy to do so and then you actually pull back the covers and you realize well the reason they're tired all the time and they don't have the energy to go to the gym is simply because they're not prioritizing their sleep. Why are they not prioritizing their sleep? Ah they're staying up late to push themselves to do all this work. Then you ask the question well why are they pushing themselves to do all this work if they're in a fantastic place with their career? And then you realize they're doing everything to make their boss's life a dream and to make sure that their boss looks at them in the best possible light. And then you ask that question and you're like, ah, well, this person has grown up to be a people pleaser. They've done it at all stages of their life. So rather than prioritizing their sleep, their well-being and their training, they're pushing themselves to do more and more work so they get the praise from their boss that they were missing out in their childhood or their teenage years. And another super relatable example here is why someone can't stay disciplined when it comes to their nutrition, why they end up binging on a Friday or Saturday night every single week. And then you pull back the layers and it doesn't come down to the fact that they don't have food discipline or they just love food too much, is that they've used food as a coping mechanism throughout their entire life. Food has been there for them in their child years, their teenage years, their 
early adult years and their later adult years. So when they start a dieting protocol, it's not just a case of them jumping onto this plan. It's a sense of saying, well, actually, we're going to remove your primary coping mechanism because no one taught you how to navigate your emotions and the difficult things in life. And therefore, you just go down the route of what you've always done and what you've done as a child. So it doesn't come down to the fact that you can't follow a nutrition plan. It doesn't mean that you need to find a new diet plan or the perfect training protocol. You need to deal with the things that are going on first, those fundamental traumas and those coping mechanisms that you've used all your life. Maybe you need to go to therapy and find ways to build your self-worth so you don't feel the need to be such a people pleaser anymore. Maybe when you feel that desire to go binge on food, instead you need to pull out your journal, start asking yourself the questions of why you're feeling this way, why that's your automatic response, and what is a better way to navigate these different emotions and feelings that you're experiencing. And I'm not saying that this is easy, but at the same time, if you keep looking for that next diet plan or that perfect training protocol, you're probably going to find that you run into the same place every single time. And the lowest common denominator is you. And you have to recognize that. And yes, you might have been on some unsustainable diets and training plans and everything along those lines. But fundamentally, if you're able to navigate those traumas to work on your mindset and your mental well-being, it doesn't matter which approach you go for, you're going to put yourself in a much, much better position. And this has been super true to me with the people that I've worked with and with myself as well. Once you're in a better place with your mindset and your mental well-being, everything becomes easier, especially your health and fitness journey. And on to number 10, the final one and my final reflection on the year of 2022 is the understanding that what took you to your goals in the past might not be what take you to your goals in the future. And accepting this and recognizing this will free you and probably allow you to get to the next stage of your journey. Don't get me wrong, it is very hard to let go of something that served you well for so long. It's allowed you to get to some of your biggest successes in every single area of your life. Maybe it's that all or nothing mindset that allowed you to push through your university years, allow you to achieve the things that you have in life. Maybe it's been being a workaholic and working those 18 hours a day that's allowed you to push forward and have enormous success within your business, but now you recognize that you have a family and you have other priorities in your life and you keep trying to cling on to those things that used to work before, but now they actually lead to conflict. They lead to things that don't seem so sustainable anymore. And this has been a big realization for me as well in many different areas. And also within my health and fitness, I feel that if I held on to the fact that I needed to train four or five times a week, I needed to make sure that every single meal contained protein and was on point. I needed to make sure that I got those eight hours every single night. I probably would have ended up in a very different position to where I am now. But by allowing that flexibility, by allowing myself to see a different side and a different way of doing things, I've allowed myself to have tremendous success in many different areas. And you might feel like you're actually taking a step back. I know in certain ways that I did, but what I realized is that I wasn't taking a step back. I was just progressing onto a new level. So let's say that I was climbing up this ladder and you know I just got to the very top and I felt amazing by doing what I was doing and then I almost thought that I had to go back down to the bottom of the ladder but what I didn't realize that I had actually progressed onto the next level so I was at the start again but I was at the start of level eight and you might even recognize that you're not even in the same game anymore so you've started a different game but it's actually the game that you want to be playing and it maybe is the game that you required playing so maybe you're playing the game of business before you're working 
working those 16 to 18 hours of the day, but now you have to play the game of including your family into that equation. And therefore you can't play the same game. You can't work those 16 to 18 hours and also support your family's needs, your wife's needs, your husband's needs, or whatever the situation is to you. And you've got to recognize that a change needs to take place. And what is super challenging about that, and as I mentioned at the very beginning, is that is what got you to where you are, got you the most success in life. And letting go of that or letting go of the form of that can be extremely difficult. But I have to tell you from experience is that once you do let go and you open yourself up to something new and something better and you genuinely believe in the direction that you're taking in your life, you will eventually find what you're looking for. And you'll look back on your past and you'll be like, why was I gripping on so hard? Yes, it provided me with some success, but there's no way that I was able to carry that into the next stage of my journey. And what I have now, this new way of approaching things, this new method of doing things is so much more suitable to where I genuinely want to go. It wasn't going to take me to that next level. And I think so many of us stay stuck in the mindset of like, okay, well, this worked and therefore it will always work. And we invested time, energy, got success from it. And therefore we want to hold on to it with everything we have and never let go. But what we don't realize is that by holding on to what worked in the past doesn't give us the ability to hold on what is going to work for us in the future. And once you have that mindset switch, once you understand that reality, it will free you and it will get you to that next level that you've always wanted to. So reflect genuinely, will what has taken me to where I am take me to the next step? If it does, amazing, travel down that route. But if it doesn't, be prepared to let go entirely or some form of that. Maybe take some of the learnings with you, but be open to adopting a new way of doing things and you may be surprised by the results you're able to achieve. So team, those are my top 10 learnings of 2022. I hope they've been helpful. They've been very, very insightful, very, very valuable to me. And I'm super grateful for everything I'm able to integrate and take away from this past year. It's truly been one of, if not the best year of my life. I'm in an incredibly fantastic position with my health and well-being, and I truly hope the same to you. So if it hasn't been the case for you this past year, I'm wishing you all the success in the world for 2023. And you can trust that I'll be there to support you through your health and fitness and personal journey throughout 2023 with these podcasts. We are only just getting started. So team, I hope that helps. And I would encourage you to also reflect on your 10 learnings of this year, both from a health and fitness standpoint and a personal standpoint as well. And you may be amazed by some of the reflections that you come away with. Take care team, have an amazing week, and I'll speak to you all very, very soon. And that was the Simply Fit Podcast. I hope you gained a huge amount of value from today's episode. I feel inspired to improve your health and well-being. Be sure to search for Simply Fit in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify, or anywhere else you get your podcast from. And go ahead and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also, if you like the episode, please don't forget to give it a five-star rating. I'd love to hear your feedback or any questions you have. So reach out to me on social media. You'll find me on Facebook and Instagram at Elliot Hassoun. Thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking with you all on the next one.